Dogs Advised. Hello, everyone. Welcome to A Safe Space Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am Francis Hall. It is September 25th, 2021, approximately 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. How are you? I'm okay. Not great, not horrible, but okay. Life threw me some... Some curveballs, some ups and some downs. How about you? How are you this week? Was it was it a smooth week for you? Anyway, due to these curveballs, I had to change what I'm doing tonight. But that's a treat for you. What I'm going to do tonight, I'm going to play for you an album, the only album I ever made. And I made it in 1993 with... All my college buddies, everyone that you hear, everything that you hear is all all people from Simon's Rock Early College. That includes the person who owned the studio and our producer and everyone. So I'm going to read you our our liner notes, who all this is. I, I do the vocals and I wrote most of the songs. Tim Heffernan is on guitar. He wrote most of the music. Matt Swift on bass. Rob Rudin on drums. Barth Anderson, percussion, and koalas. I have no idea what that means. And Elise Sedeli was backing vocals. We also had additional backing vocals from Randall Sharp. Uh, I think Melissa Bouchel, it says here. Uh, and we also had additional guitars from uh, Michael Birnbaum and, and Maddie Henderson. Anyway, uh, this is dedicated. We dedicated this to Nakunyan Saez, Galen Gibson, and the Simon's Rock community. I will talk more about that after I play the record. The record is called "Here Kitty Kitty" by Face Boy and the Magic Pliny Salad Circus. And like I said, after the album is done, it's about forty, maybe forty-five minutes. I'll talk more about the musicians and the songs and all that good stuff. So please enjoy. I'm going to play that from the beginning because I, I pushed the wrong buttons. All right, here we go. is my name. As a child, kids would say, Francis, isn't that girl's name? No, I'd say. It's F-R-A-N-C-E-S for girls, but it's I-S for boys, like Sir Francis Drake, the Explorer, or St. Francis of Assisi. Assisi? They'd say... Mm. 
next year I called myself Frank. When I was a small child, my mother gave me a soap on a rope. It was in the shape of a little pink pig. I loved my pink pig soap on a rope, and I used to talk to it every day. I only used it on special days, like when I lost my last baby tooth or got some pookie. One day, when I was in the shower, the soap dissolved around the rope. It hit my wang and then the bathroom floor. It cracked in half and one of the ears floated down the drain. I cried because I knew childhood was over. Walk 
I was 15 and living on a farm in Tappan, North Dakota. Banished there from my home in Greenwich Village for bad behavior. On December 8, 1980, my brother called and told me John Lennon had been shot, assassinated by a deranged fan. John Lennon was dead, and no one in that dust-blown town of poor dirt farmers knew or cared. I grieved alone. I was at Sophie's, a bar performance space in the East Village, banished there from my home in Greenwich Village for bad performances. On December 9th, 1986, our friend Sari found me and my brother there. We had both done particularly bad performances and were much pleased with ourselves. Sari took us to our mother's apartment and wouldn't tell us why. John went in first. I saw my sister's face. 
He came out to the hallway, and in two words, my brother told me, Dad's dead. Now, John Richard Hall, my daddy is dead. To the two men named John, who died six years and a day apart in cold December, I say I love you. And that's all you need. The meat packers were going bananas and Bourbon Street was beckoning. Ba 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 boy boo ga 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 girl goo. The meat packers were going bananas and the fire engines blew. Crazy pea pods and steaming teapots chiming in the breeze. Toenail magpie crack smoking wheeze. 450 to dry clean pantsuits and my daddy's dead. The meat packers were going bananas and Murray teases Ted. PS 41, third grade. It was the day of our cultural show at school, and all the parents and friends had assembled in the auditorium. Our class's part of the show was the pinata-busting ritual thing. The teacher had brought in a donkey pinata filled with goodies with tons of colorful stringers hanging off of it. She explained how it worked. The pinata would be hung in the middle of the stage, and we would each take turns trying to split it open by hitting it with a heavy stick. The trick was, you would be blindfolded and spun around three times. We went alphabetically. I would be right before the big, strong bully kid, Eddie Hill. The first three kids missed. The next kid hit, but only put a small hole. A little candy fell out, and everyone rushed for it. Then it was my turn. I was blindfolded, spun around, and walked towards where I thought the pinata was. Everyone yelled, stop, because I was at the edge of the stage. But I thought they yelled because I was in front of the pinata, so I swung with all my might, hurling myself off the stage and falling on my face. I tried to play cool, and I didn't want to miss the candy, so I got up right away, said I was okay, and climbed back on stage. Big Eddie had the stick. In my days, I had wandered right under the piñata. Eddie swung hard, direct hit, first on the piñata, and then on the downswing, my head. My legs buckled. I fell to the ground, candy pouring down on my head, screaming kids around me, grabbing wildly at the loot without concern for me. I look up, and Big Hell is, Big Eddie Hill is laughing his head off and stuffing his face, which causes him to cough up a half-chewed tootsie roll right in my eye. He takes the opportunity to kick me like it was my fault. He choked. In the pain and confusion, I lose control and piss my pants. Just as the bottom part of the broken donkey falls on my stomach, all the streamers start to wad up and stick to my pants. As the smoke clears in my head, I realize the whole world is terribly amused. All the students, parents, teachers, the janitor, even Mrs. Edgerly, the elderly librarian, can't control her laughter. I pull the two tootsie roll out of my eyebrow hairs and slink off the stage, followed only by a trail of wet streamers. Next thing I know, I'm crying in the nurse's office, realizing I never even got any candy. And that's why I hate pinatas. People with large dicks use the urinal closest to the door. People with medium dicks use the urinal farthest from the door. People with little dicks use the stall. Sometimes I use the far urinal, sometimes I use the stall.
Okay, so now it must seem that I have a medium to small member. Well, some people are big when they're flaccid, but don't grow much when erect. Some grow a lot, Woo, do they? And some are medium to small when flaccid and grow a lot when erect. Some don't, oh well, but mine does. Some women are so beautiful that they've probably never seen a flaccid love tool. They can just look at any man's Johnson and it's instantly hard. I don't know if there's a bathroom stall hierarchy system with women. I don't have a, I don't have a pook. That's my friend Melissa's name for the vagina, a pook. I don't have one, the end.
Ugly zipperless stretchy pants. They're good when you're little, because you can pull them down real fast if you suddenly got a poo. When I was about three, I decided I was big enough to wear real pants, with a zipper and a snap and belt loops and everything. With my thumbs hooked in my belt loops, I was cool. Cool enough to have a girlfriend when I was four. She lived right upstairs, and we used to play role play type games. My favorite was I Dream of Jeannie. We also played Doctor. Her mother walked in once when I had my finger up her butt. She never said anything. I think she was cool about it, but it still scared me to get busted stink fingering her daughter. Anyway, I didn't want to get busted again, and suddenly I remembered those quick pull stretchy pants from younger days. start wearing them again because they were more comfortable. She said that they wouldn't be right for kindergarten, which I'd soon be starting. Remembering the original reason for wearing the stretchies, I stood in front of my mom, grimaced a little, and dumped in my pants. It didn't work, and the rest of childhood was spent in jeans and corduroys. But if you see me this summer in the now cool Guatemalan style stretchy pants, just smile and wave at me. it'll be a studio fade out <laughs> what happened to the manual
that was fun. I hope you enjoyed it. I got some of the credits wrong, so let me fix that. The uh, song In the Outback was, uh, Tim Heffernan was lead vocals on that. And it was written by Tim Heffernan, Rob Rudin, and Matt Swift. Also, Waiting for Godot, written by Tim Heffernan, Rob Rudin, and Matt Swift. And the Hello song was written by Kim Thurich and Jackie Garris. So basically my three favorite songs <laughs> were the ones I didn't write. Uh, let's see. Uh, there was also uh, one person who was not from Simon's Rock that played on this. That was Chris Zaloom. He played slide guitar on Love Me More Than Jesus. Um, and that was a suggestion by Maddie Henderson, uh, who also played on the Hello song and on the uh, Frank, the first track, Francis Is My Name. And Adam Widoff, our producer, and Mike Birnbaum, who owns the studio, Apple Head Studio. Make sure I got that right. Apple Head Sound in Woodstock, New York. He also provided some, some guitar work. And everything, all, they're all true stories. But before I get into that, Something else I have to do here. Radio Free Brooklyn is sponsored in part by Peters Valley School of Craft. Peters Valley presents the Fall Craft Fair at the Sussex County, New Jersey Fairgrounds on September 25th and 26th. That's today and tomorrow. Visitors can browse and buy handcrafted pieces from over 100 exhibiting artists. Ticket sales support... Peters Valley School of Craft, fostering creative thinking through fine craft education programs and events. Tickets and more information at petersvalley.org. And you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, independent listener-supported radio. This is a safe space radio on Radio Free Brooklyn, and thanks for listening. Your support keeps us going. Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax-deductible. Please support with a monthly pledge or one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. If you're an Amazon shopper and would like to donate in a way that costs nothing to you, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Amazon and register Radio Free Brooklyn RFB as your Amazon Smile charity. Every time you shop, a portion of your purchase benefits Radio Free Brooklyn. If you'd like to listen to RFB when you're not in front of your computer, please download our free mobile app for iPhone and Android, available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming Radio Free Brooklyn events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter.
I'm thinking of making another another album with these guys and with these people. You know, come out with one every thirty years or so. Uh, but I'm gonna change. I would. I'm gonna. I want to change the name of the group to Simon's Rockers. And I got to tell you, these folks, they they're all doing great things in music. I was reading about Rob Rudin. Uh, he's he was our drummer, and you know I got to tell you, uh, especially that last track, "Awakening," the 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 how meticulous he was in tuning the tablas, because. Uh, Tablas and that and and reggae, it's and and Western instruments, it, it's it's not usually done. And to make it work, he had to he he had to put a lot into it, and he did put a lot into it, and it did work. I, I really the uh, if you notice the the other instruments started to fade out, and it became uh, more of what is somewhat known as Nyabingi drumming. When you have sort of a call and response, it's something I, I learned about from my friend Ja Levi, uh, also a person I met at Simon's Rock. And uh, Rob Rudin, whoa, I mean, they're all so very talented. Um, our, our producer, Adam Widoff, has done lots of work with Lenny Kravitz. He's played with Lenny Kravitz. Um, Applehead Studios, the studio itself is... Uh, I don't really know what this means, but I but it means something to musicians. It's analog as opposed to digital. It is situated above a well to create like a, a natural. It does something to the sound. Uh, everything was real. There's no drum machines. When you hear hand clapping, it's actually people clapping their hands, and and the stories are all true. There there was a guy I knew named Doug who did build a tractor out of stuff that he just found around. Um, there, there was a, there was a Dan Diskin and there is a Meg Balky, uh, now Meg Diskin. They are still married and she did have a boyfriend that held a knife to her throat and said, tell me you love me more than Jesus. The uh, pinata story, all of that actually happened. It was so embarrassing. I uh, want to tell you about, because uh, I didn't tell you the song titles before beforehand, Mumble Punk. Uh, that should be obvious which one that was. I remember when we recorded that, I said, um, uh, I'm just going to lay down a, a, a guide vocal track and then, you know, so for the music, and then we'll redo it later on. And then I listened to it. And I was like, no, that, <laughs> that works. That will do. Uh, stretchy pants. So I give a in the in the um, liner notes. Randall Sharp, thank for her. Thanks for her. Oops, Randy Sharp. Randall Sharp. She's wonderful. She founded the Axis Theater Company in New York City. Uh, yeah, she actually has a, her own theater in New York. She was a theater major at Simon's Rock. One thing I didn't know about her until today, and she's put that out there, is that she graduated with a 1.7 GPA. She said she was never good at school. Um, she was a terrible student, and I never knew that. I did know that she was she was there for an extra year. She was on the five-year program, which I was almost on. 
Give me a moment for some water here. But uh, I would not have known that she was that she was a poor student because she was a phenomenal director. Phenomenal. She directed a uh, a production of Equus at our little school, and it was so powerful. I mean, it's a very powerful play. Equus by Peter Schaffer also became a film. Um, I forget who starred in the film, but also an excellent film. Uh, and she also produ- she also directed an original piece. Um, I can't remember the name of it, something like Blank Space, uh, but that wasn't it. Uh, it had a, uh, something that would remind you of Twilight Zone, and it was developed through improvisations, I believe, uh, and then became a set piece, and it just blew everybody's minds. It was great. Now, the dedication dedicated to Nakunyan Sayas, Galen Gibson, and the Simons Rock community um, in December... I believe it was December 14th, 1992, we had a, a terrible tragedy happened at Simon's Rock. One of the one of the students there, and I'm not going to say his name because I don't like to give power to people who do such horrible things, but he 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 shot and killed our uh, professor Nakunyan Saez, who I knew, and Galen Gibson, and he wounded several others. Uh, I think that might have had something to do with why we decided to come together and make something beautiful, or I think something beautiful. I really like the record a lot. I'll tell you why I never released it. It was, it was, it was. We went to the to the reunion that year, and our we we played as a band, and I was terrible. I was awful. I I just. I, I had, I, I, I didn't have any experience fronting a band. This this album, you know, we 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 had, we we used to perform at Simon's Rock when we were students there, um, but, and it went great usually, not always. But I I just I just didn't have it for that show. I, I wasn't very good. Um, and I was and I was nervous, and you could tell I was nervous. So that was my first failure with this with this uh, this music in this group. And then I started shopping it around. I, I think I brought it to like two record labels, and they both said no. And then I gave up. I gave up way too easily because I think if I had worked a little harder to get it out there, at least some of those tracks. Uh, the Hello song, I think, is great. If I had worked a little harder to get some of the some of those songs out there, I I think I think maybe, well, might have had a musical career. But you know what? It's never too late for anything. And I do. I want to get together. I want to get the band together, the Simon's Rockers. I want to do a. I want to do covers this time. I'm interested in doing cover songs, other people's music, which reminds me sometime uh, soon, possibly next week. Uh, I'm going to let me back up a little bit. 
just a few days ago, Ringo Starr released a cover of of uh, Rock Around the Clock. And I was thinking, you know, a lot of people, they do shows of other people covering Beatles music. But Beatles, both as a group and often individually, they release a lot of great cover songs themselves. Stand By Me, John Lennon in his solo career, Dizzy Miss Lizzie, Twist and Shout. Lots of great songs. Lots of great cover songs. So either next week or sometime after that, I'm going to do uh, Beatles Beatles cover other musicians. Funding for this album, that's right, I had a note on this. How, how I got the money to to pay for the studio time, and I'm sure I'm sure Michael gave me a break on it too. I was I was on tour with King Missile, my brother's band. It was the year they had released Detachable Penis. The band was doing great. I was working as their merchandising person, and at one point, my brother asked me, "How how much uh, how much are you stealing? How much are you stealing?" I said, "John, you're my brother. I'm not stealing anything from you." He goes, "I know you're my brother, but I'm also your employer, which means I'm your oppressor. You have to steal from your oppressors. Haven't I taught you anything?" So I started stealing from the band, from the from the merchandise profit, profits, and it was. The merchandise profits, the stolen money from the merchandise profits, the T-shirts, the CDs, etc. Uh, I saved that up to to get to pay for the studio time for for this album, and fifty dollars for Chris Zaloom. Okay, so he was the pedal steel guitarist for "Love Me More Than Jesus," and as I was saying, Matty Henderson, he he listened to the song and he goes, "You got to get this guy. You have to get this guy." And I, I was like. But but it's all Simon's Rockers. Uh, he goes, yeah, but but this guy is amazing. Just give him fifty bucks, uh, and and, uh, and 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 he'll do it. Um, and he was great. Uh, apparently, he's just he's 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 this incredible musician that really doesn't go out looking for work all that much. But if you give him fifty bucks, at least twenty eight years ago, he'll pay. He'll he'll do a, he'll do a, he'll do a solo on a pedal steel. He'll play he'll play his guitar for you. Well, this has been this has been fun. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad I shared that with you. And I hope you enjoyed it. Also, I'll be back next week for another live show. You never know what it's going to be. When people ask me what my show is about, I say it's about an hour because it has to do with you know, who's here this week, who my guests are this week. My guests were my college buddies. What's going on in the world? What's going on in my life? What's going on? So it changes every week. But that is all the time we have for this week. I want to thank you all for listening, for sharing this hour with me. I want to always say, I like to close with this, show yourself some love and show some love to others. And I've been thinking about what that means for me. And I, I might, I'm, I might take myself away for a little, for a little, a little, a little vacation. Show my, 